The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. As promised, we said this was going to be part two. Here is part two. If you want to hear part one, make sure you go back to last week's episode. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalade. Welcome back. We are here with Jeff Turner, and we are talking about great things in the Wichita community and investment. So, Jeff, can you talk to us a little bit about why you invest? And do you think that Wichita as a community or as a region, our region, do we invest enough in ourselves, whether it be from infrastructure or people? Or what does that look like from your lens? Uh, that's a great question, Ebony, and I, I think it's probably a, a perspective issue. If, if you're a entrepreneur and you're trying to get investors and you're finding it difficult to get investors, you probably don't think the community invests enough. I think the community invests quite a bit, and I know there is a, a lot of resources in the community, so I, I think it's important if you're an entrepreneur as an example and you are seeking investment mm -hmm. and you're not getting it. The most important thing to do is look in the mirror mm. and figure out what you're not doing to connect with investment. Mm -hmm. I don't think the answer is jump up and leave and go to Silicon Valley mm -hmm. uh, because I I suspect if your presentation in Wichita doesn't get any interest, it won't in Silicon Valley either. I know there's resources in the community. I believe that if you have a good plan and if you can convince people that you're the right person to execute the plan, resources will follow. Now, I have several biases in the this area. One of the One of the biases I have is too much money is a much bigger detriment to success than not enough. Huh. If you think about it, if there are, if you have too many resources applied to a problem, they just get in each other's way if they're human resources. If you don't have quite enough, everybody has to work really hard to get it done. And I think that adds to the cohesiveness of, of getting it done. One of my favorite stories of all time is the Wright brothers mm. who built the first powered flight airplane. And what's interesting is at Kitty Hawk, the day that their airplane flew, there were five people and a dog who witnessed this first powered flight. 
And one of those witnesses was a photographer. And chances are that if the photographer had not been there, mm-hmm. nobody would have believed it. Now, juxtapose that with a guy named, uh, I think his name was Dr. Langley, who was well-funded and ha- was trying to launch an airplane off of a boat with a catapult in the Potomac River at the same time. And when he, when he did that, because he was well-funded by an organization called the Smithsonian, which was backed, at, I think at that time, by the United States government, he had lots of people watching, lots of people there, but he failed. He didn't get it off the ground. Wow. And it was the Wright brothers, a couple eccentric, crazy, bicycle shop-owning entrepreneurs, and really a genius behind them who was the engineer who figured out the engine and making the engine light enough. Mm -hmm. And it was just this tiny little team, underfunded, undersupported, underappreciated, who just grounded out. Now, the interesting thing about the, the Wright brothers, and I'm not a historian on it, I've just read a little bit about it. There is no Wright airplanes today. Interesting. Right? I mean, they're the ones who invented power flight or were the first to get there, but they didn't turn it into a thriving business. In fact, I read uh, there was a, they were sued 10, they were either sued or they sued 10 times for patent infringement. One of the main people they liked to sue was a guy named Curtis. You might have heard of the Curtis Flyer. But the company ended up being Curtis Wright. And then that company was assumed by other companies or Mm -hmm. became part of the supply chain. But we don't fly around in Wright airplanes. We fly around in Boeing planes. And, and so what I find fascinating about that is the entrepreneurial journey, the invention, the commercialization of it, and then the successful growth of it are stages in business development. It's very unusual for uh, Apple to, to emerge, where the, the same people who created it are the ones who, who helped it grow. Gotcha. Um, I just, I just find that fascinating. So back to your fundamental question of investment. Mm-hmm. Is there enough? No, there's never enough. Is there enough? Yeah, there's enough. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, you know, if you apply it well, I mean, every single year when I was at Boeing and then at Spirit, every single year my request for budget was way over the ability to provide budget. <laughs> and so it's a it's a it's an issue of prioritization, of timing, of choosing. I, I've I've often said one of the most important things a leader does is help dis, help the organization decide what we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because there's always fun, good things to do. Or or I say fun, good things, but there there's always things that somebody thinks are gonna make us some some money, going to be some value. And you can't do them all. Can't do it all. So you got to choose what you're going to spend your energy on. To that point, we've talked about monetary investment. What about investment in 
people and, and leadership development? Well, I'm so glad you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's a real passion of mine these days is leadership development. In fact, I've been thinking about it more lately in terms of what have I learned, what, what do I think is really important for leadership. And I'm kind of working around like five words. One is care. I think if you're going to really be an effective leader, you got to care. Care beyond yourself. You got to care for the mission, the vision, the the organization, whatever it is. Patrick Lencioni. I I was rummaging through some of my books not long ago and and ran across one that he did five five mistakes that CEOs. And the first one, I thought, man, I should have read this 20 years ago. <laughs> but the first one was caring about the wrong thing. It's, it's caring about yourself and your own self-image if you're a leader mm. instead of caring about your team and the effect of, of the organization. And so the first one was care. The second one was share. I believe really firmly in sharing the benefit of what's been accomplished sharing together as a team. But one, one of my favorite ideas, and I'm sure it wasn't original with me, but, but I, I, I claim it, is what I call situational leadership. And a lot of people say, I've, I've, I've read about that, I've looked at it, and one of the things about situational leadership is they say, well, in this situation, how should I lead? Should I be command and control? Should I be collaborative? Should I, what should I be? I... Uh, in my mind, I adapted that a little bit to say, in this situation, who of us on this team should lead? Mm-hmm. And my best example is when the tornado hit the plant. I think it was 2012. I don't remember exactly. But, I mean, it was, it was there were no lights. You'd, we'd, I drove out there, Mike King, who was head of ops for me, and a wonderful guy, great leader. We drove out there together, and, and it was eerie. We got out. The only light was from the security building because they had a power generator because that was the command station, if anything, like a tornado hit the plant. So it was just eerie. And people were beginning to assemble. And we had a room about the size of the room we're in today. Had a big conference table in the middle of it, and it was packed because all the some of the facilities team leaders of the group had come. And I walked in, had to kind of push through people to get in. And there was one seat left. And it was the command and control seat, you know, at the end of the Mm -hmm. table Mm -hmm. facing everybody. And nobody was in it, (laughs) right? It was my seat. Well, I didn't sit down because I'm, I'm praying, dear Lord, please help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to lead these people. I know they need leadership, but I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Well, laying on the desk in front of that chair was the Spirit Disaster Recovery <laughs> Manual. Very nice. Okay? Which we did every year. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, standing right beside that table was Ron Redford. And some of you maybe know Ron, but but Ron was one of the middle-level leaders in our facilities organization. And Ron was the guy responsible to make sure we had a disaster recovery plan in place at all times. And so I 
I looked at that book and I still stood there. I opened the book and on the front, the front cover page was a letter signed by me <laughs> that said, this is our disaster recovery plan for 2012, you know, blah, 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 signed. And I looked at Ron and I said, Ron, did you write this manual? And he said, well, not all of it. I said, do you know what's in it? He said, absolutely. I said, do you know it from cover to cover? He said, yeah, absolutely. I said, okay, Ron, sit down. Mm. <laughs> and I pulled the chair back and I said, Ron, sit down. And he sat down in the power chair and I said to the group, I said to him, Ron, until you tell me we can go back to kind of normal, I work for you. Wow. And so do does everybody else in this room. Nobody else in this room knows more about what we should do right now than you do. Right. And so we are all going to submit ourselves to your leadership. And I don't think Ron moved from that chair for almost two days, except to get up and go to the restroom, and uh -huh. get a cup of coffee or whatever, and come back. And when he did, Sonia, who was his assistant, Second in command, another great leader in our facility organization, she sat in that chair while he went and grabbed a few hours of sleep before he came back. So to me, sharing the responsibility, sharing, sharing the load mm -hmm. is an important part of leadership. I like the word pair, like a paring knife. You okay. pair things away. You, you prune. Mm -hmm. No organization is effective without pairing, pairing resources, sometimes, unfortunately, pairing people. Yeah. Jim Collins talks about getting the right people on the bus in the right seats. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to take somebody out of a seat to put the right person mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. To me, as a leader, that was the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Frankly, the only way I got to the point that I could do it at all is I had to realize that the health of the organization was more important than the comfort of any individual. Because unless we could make spirit successful together, make, there was no way that spirit could reward us and keep us functioning well. So, so getting the right team, so pairings, really important. Seeing the world of energy differently means looking forward and innovating now. It's why we've invested in a next-gen infrastructure, one capable of providing energy to you more dependably than anything before it, so you can focus on what matters most. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T.com. The fourth one I, I like is dare. Mm. You got to dare to do something different. Um, I was thinking about courage one time and I, 
I thought, you know, for me, courage is when my integrity overcomes my fear. Wow. Integrity, it's not just the idea of being morally right, but it's the idea of being true Mm -hmm. to what you know needs done, but you're afraid to do it because you're afraid to fail. And I think creating spirit is a great example of that because it needed to be done. But gosh, was it fearful. I mean, there was, it's like that, that day I told you about when I looked in the mirror and said, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Are you out of your mind? And, and so, so dare is really important. And then the, the last one I have on my list is prepare. If you looked at my transcript of all the training classes that I took when I was at Boeing and Spirit, it, it is just enormous. It's, it's, it's longer than your arm. Of all the training that I've received over the years to learn to be a better manager, to learn to be a better people person, to be a better strategic thinker, to be, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And it, it's, it's constant preparation, which leads me to, there's a, there's a group in town here that I'm, that I'm a part of called Lead Wichita. Yeah. And Lead Wichita, one of the main things that Lead Wichita does is uh, sponsors, supports, puts on the Global Leadership Summit. Amazing summit. Have you been? I have, yeah. Uh, My wife, Rhonda, who's a wonderful, wonderful person, um, came home from our, our church used to sponsor Global Leadership Summit at the church. And... uh she came home and she said, Jeff, I went to the Global Leadership Summit today, and you should go. You would love it. And I said, oh, sweetheart, I'd love to, but I'm just way too. That's what I said. <laughs> what I thought was, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go to my church to learn about leading my company? I don't think so. Wow. Which now reminds me of a quote I heard Charles Koch say one time, which is, arrogance makes us dumber than genetics ever could. Wow. <laughs> and I, which I love that because I was so arrogant oh, man. that I thought I couldn't learn. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things about the Global Leadership Summit said, it, it, its roots were in a big church in, in Chicago. But it has now, Ben Hutton was the head of Lead Wichita. He and some friends started it. Yep. I have great respect for Ben and, and, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and Mark, his dad, his great friend. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know what, this is so much bigger than a church. And so they brought Lead Wichita to sponsor it for the greater good of our community. And we moved it to Century Two, and then since have moved it to Interest Arena. Yeah. But I've been going to, I was looking at it, I think I've been going for 15 years. Wow. I finally told Rhonda, okay, look, hon, I'll, I'll go one afternoon. <laughs> and I went one afternoon. I think I came back the next day, and I've been going ever yeah, since. Yeah. And I, that was like 2007, 8, or 9, somewhere back there. And I, I will just tell you, without equivocation, 
The Global Leadership Summit is the best, most cost-effective, leadership energizing material and growth material mm -hmm. that I have ever seen compiled. And the price is embarrassingly yeah. I, I mean, I looked this morning at the, and, and you can find it by, by going to GLS slash GLN, Google it. Don't go to it. Just Google it. 2023. Right. And it'll, it'll pop up. But it's, I think, I mean, you, you have world-class speakers. I agree. And from all, I mean, from all over. And it's something that I know. anyone who attends can get something out of it. And, you know, one of the things about it is, you know, even if you can't attend the entire time, if you're able to go for a morning or an afternoon, oh, yeah. Absolutely. then that's good. Just be yeah. able to go in and glean something yes. from them. The headline price that right now, I think the headline price is, I think, 199 You can get it for 179 now. But it's just, I look at those speakers and I go, well, sometimes you'll get a brochure from an organization that's putting on a one-day summit mm -hmm, or something. Mm -hmm. It'll be $5,000 in Dallas. Right, right, right. To, to hear the same people. I mean, wow. I was looking at Condoleezza Rice yep. is going to be, I, I remember her from several years ago. And what a great speaker she is. There's a lady named Francesca Gino, who's, a, I think, a Harvard professor on leadership and She's great. Patrick Lencioni, who we've, uh -huh. who we've had here, he's always fun. A guy named Dave Ramsey's going to be this uh -huh. year. But I, I went back and just, just started listing all the people that I learned from. Dr. Henry Cloud is, is on fairly often. He's an industrial psychologist and he, or a clinical psychologist. He works with a lot of big business. He did one clear back in 2012 called necessary endings. Mm. And I think my idea of pairing, you know, pairing mm -hmm. came from listening to him talk about, you know what? There are times when it's time for you to leave. There's time mm -hmm. when it's time for you to help one of your team members leave mm -hmm. because it's just time. And he called it Necessary Endings. Nice. A guy named Horst Schultz was one of my favorites. He talked, he talked about customer loyalty. He was, he was so good. He was from the Ritz-Carlton oh, yeah. fame and then a Capella um, Hotel Group. Juliet Funt was a great speaker. That's the other thing about the summit that I love. Every year. Somebody speaks that I've never heard of. Yeah, that that's and they're awesome. That is that's really so, great. But it just goes on and on and on. And last year, John Acuff talked yeah. about soundtracks. Mm -hmm. I like him. And it's what's going on in your head all the time, and changing your soundtracks so that you change your behavior. Yeah, he's he's pretty was, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, Global Leadership Summit, August three and four. August three and four. Yep. Be there. Be there. Be square. Yeah. <laughs> and, and remember, everybody wins when the leader gets better. That's right. Wow, that's right. That's I nice. love that. Don, I think it's your turn yep. to do some word association. Yep. You've dealt with Ebony long enough, Jeff. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> it's been the but best hour of his life. But now it's time for your reward. Do word association. I give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. You ready? You ready? Leader. Global Leadership Summit. <laughs> Success. Nice. Individual. 
College. WSU. Okay. Very nice. What high school? Did you go to North? I went to North High. I knew uh, that. Yeah. At least it wasn't Southeast. Hey. But that's cool. That's where that's where my wife went. See? Uh-oh. So, yeah. I can't go there. We like to say we, we went to different schools together. There you go. <laughs> Failure. Inevitable. Entrepreneur. Risk taker. Wichita. Home. Vacation. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a vacation. Hawaii. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's funny. Hero. Jesus Christ. Nice. Chamber. Business. Family. Important. Fun. Golf. Last but not least, and you got to tell the truth, Jeff. Beverage. <laughs> wine. Okay. We'll go with wine. Red or white? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drops. Excellent. Man, it's good to see you again. Thank hey, you for you coming too. through. That was fun. We certainly appreciate you and thank you for being candid and sharing some of your wow. uh, nuggets with us and well, our listeners. Well, thank you. Ton of nuggets. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hit the summit. Well, friend, it's been a wild journey, Don. I mean, we've had like a lot of episodes together. Can you believe? Like 140. I would have lost that bet. That's, let's see, 140, carry the two. That's two and a half years. <laughs> carry the two. It has been a while. But I am so excited about the future of this podcast and where where it's going. I am proud of, you know, having the opportunity to sit next to you every week and interview all of these wonderful, wonderful people telling the Wichita story and telling their entrepreneurial story and how they're making our communities better. So, you know, I look forward to seeing what the Chamber does and their next steps and make certain that you all continue to listen. Please do. And make sure you like us, love us, share us, follow us for the last time. Till next time, friends. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.